Hey friend, what's up? Welcome to the Balance with Sam podcast. It's me, Sam, a former nine to fiver turned entrepreneur. I am a fat loss and mindset coach, the creator of Fit and Free, a 60 day mind body transformation program and soon to be monthly membership, the co-author of Balanced Eats Cookbook and a co-host of the Decades of Strength podcast with three other beautiful women. My greatest passion is helping you see how powerful and badass you truly are. I'm here speaking to you today to remind you that whatever you desire and dream of can be yours. I know it's possible for you because I did it for myself and I do it for all of my clients every day. And you guys, we are all the same. We are all scared to step into the unfamiliar and unknown. But hey, guess what? Everything we want is on the other side of fear. How else do you think I quit my secure 9-to-5 job, left corporate America, built my coaching business up from $0, actually $150,000 worth of student debt, lost 30 pounds, and changed my entire physique? I had to take so many leaps into the scary and unknown, but I trusted in myself and believed it was possible, and now I have it. If you want my secrets on how to successfully create your dream body in life and how to start grabbing life by the freaking horn so you can show up as your most authentic badass self, you're in the right place. I am so excited that you're here listening. And if you love this podcast, please head over to the iTunes store to rate and review. You guys are the heartbeat of the podcast. And the more that you share it with your friends, the more I can help empower you and the world. I love you guys so much. Thank you for your support and for taking time out of your day to tune in and listen. All right, let's dive into the episode now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I am with my new friend, Tori Murphy, and she is an online fitness coach, just like me, and she also specializes in body composition. And welcome, Tori. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. And for those of you who don't know, actually, nobody knows this, but we had some scheduling issues just because we both have you know, crazy busy schedules. Um, And so I just want to thank you for being flexible and I can't wait to have this conversation today because it's all about the commonalities between money mindset and like fitness mindset, diet mindset. So yeah, so I am um, an online personal trainer, fitness coach, specialized in body recomposition, which is more commonly known as toning, everybody's favorite word. (laughs) And uh, more specifically, my my superpower is making sustainable super, super simple for everybody. And the funny thing that I've found um, being an in-person trainer and being in the online space is that a lot of people have it in their heads that fat loss or like simply achieving a health, a healthy lifestyle has to be this really hard thing. Like they almost wear like the busy and the working hard as a badge of honor. And it's like, if we're not working hard, either meal prepping or working out at super high intensities and always chasing soreness after workouts, like if we're not killing ourselves, we don't feel like we're making progress. And that just is so shocking to me. Have you ever felt this way? Like with your clients or yourself? 
Oh yeah. I mean, so all of my clients are me because (laughs) ultimately, you know, like you attract who you are. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was me. I was so extreme and if it wasn't a hundred percent, it was zero. Yeah. So I think basically kind of what I'm hearing you say is like the all or nothing, right? It's like, that is what I thought I had to do. I had to go extreme with my dieting, with my exercise, like everything, everything was just so extreme. Yeah. And I was like, I did, I wore that badge of honor. Like I have to go work out. So like, I can't go. And I didn't say it in a bragging way, but it was just like, no, I'm committed and I have to do this (laughs) thing. I don't have time for fun. You know, it was just like all work and no play. Gosh. Yeah, I, I am actually, so I, I had a, you know, we all have had our, our journey with, you know, our disordered eating. So I, I went from like literally every single pendulum swing that exists. I went from like restricting to orthorexia to binge eating. Like I literally did every swing that there is. And, and if any of your listeners are like me, they've had a similar relationship with money and mm-hmm. I grew up with super hardworking parents. My brother and I were in daycare a lot because we had nannies. My dad traveled. My mom worked long hours at a clinic. Um, But my parents did provide a very comfortable living for us. We were super fortunate. Um, But I grew up with the association that providing a comfortable living and making good money had to be really difficult. It meant sacrifice. It meant missing out on important social events. It meant exhaustion. And that's just the way things were like hard earned money, quote unquote. (laughs) And so I found that so similar to how we look at dieting, hard earned weight loss, hard earned muscle. And like, don't get us wrong. Like the, you absolutely have to put in effort. That's totally required. Anything worth anything requires a little bit of effort, but not running yourself into the ground. And if we think about the common dieter, like what are they doing? They're spending four hours on Sunday, putting meal prep into Tupperware, their cardio bunnies on the treadmill, eating rabbit food for lunch and dinner because Google told them salads are healthy (laughs) or they're doing some extreme diet that requires massive restriction because that's what they've found on the internet that has, you know, a lot of traction and none of that is easy and it just doesn't have to be that way. I so strongly believe and know for a fact that sustainable can be simple and I know you do too. And that's what I have taught my clients and my people would be surprised at how much, you know, fitness and food mindset and money mindset have in common. And that's what we are talking about today. (laughs) Yeah. I love what you said though, like hard earned part of it, because I think like that's so huge when you achieve something, right? It becomes this like prize in your head. And then I think what happens when you do achieve, you know, financial wealth or stability or security, quote unquote, um, or if you achieve the weight loss, then it becomes this really, really like holy thing that you're afraid of losing, you know? And so I think that kind of maybe we'll, we can dive into that later on, but you just kind of hit upon that topic of like putting it almost on a pedestal, like this mm-hmm. achievement that becomes this thing that ends up taking over your life because you're so scared you're going to freaking lose it. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, and, and when it, when you actually do achieve your goal, like when you finally get to a point where you kind of want to be, then I feel like you get this void. Like I've had, I've had clients and I've experienced that in the past too, where I've reached kind of like my soft goal. And then I have this void because I'm like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, <laughs> like, now what? what do I train now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's this constant chasing of like the prize. I love how you put that. Yeah. And I've found like, I, I kind of put together 
three main points, like three big commonalities between food mindset and money mindset. And the first one that sticks out the most to me is the existence of limiting, limiting beliefs. And I feel like those exist in a lot of things in life, but, but limiting beliefs create these dichotomies founded on not true principles. And like, so often I hear, I hear this about food. Certain foods are good or bad clean or dirty, healthy or unhealthy, processed, unprocessed. And like, it's all garbage, you know? (laughs) Like I love to, to challenge people on those qualifiers. Like what makes an apple clean? Is it because you washed it? Like, is that why it's clean? <laughs> like, did you know that grilling a chicken is technically and processing red. it? Yeah. <laughs> and like blending up strawberries is technically processing oh. it. It changes what you can get from that. So like, does that mean that that food is unhealthy? No, it's still strawberry. But the same goes for money. We were told, you know, money is the root of all evil and money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't buy happiness. Money makes people greedy. And so you just have these dichotomies that just are, are false, but it's been either passed down from us or it's something that we have learned or this word that I heard, it's a super weird word, but it was bequeathed onto us. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, in, it's like <laughs> bequeathed. bequeathed. I'm like, why is I'm like, why is that word like kind of gross to me? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like queef. And then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. But like, but yeah, but like boiled down, Calories are calories. I don't believe that all calories are the same. No, because obviously you have micronutrients and fiber and you know other things that come into play. But in theory, you could lose weight by only eating bagels and Skittles because of you know the law of energy balance. But you know losing that weight that way would of course be pretty suboptimal <laughs> because you'd be missing out on a lot of vitamins, <laughs> minerals, fundamental pillars in your diet. But theoretically. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) But, you know, theoretically you could lose weight. Um, and these, you know, false accusations around money is, you know, pretty fun too, because how, you know, how do we build schools without money? How can you serve others and donate and be charitable if you are barely breaking even yourself? Yeah. I love that. I think, I think the limiting beliefs, when I discovered my own limiting beliefs, it was very shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've done like an inventory of your own limiting beliefs. But oh I, yeah. I took a true and false quiz and it was, it was <laughs> quizzes. <laughs> yeah. And I think I realized like <clears throat> I used to live my life in such black and white mm-hmm. uh, terms and you know, it's, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier that all or nothing. But I think that having that conditioning passed down to us um, with the black and white mentality is like, if something's not good, that it's automatically deemed bad. Mm-hmm. If it's not healthy, then it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And remembering that like all of the good shit happens in the shades of gray, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's not 50 shades of gray, although that's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> like, great soundtrack, honestly. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> but like, you know, extremes, whether it be like the extreme of eating Skittles and bagels to lose mm-hmm. weight, right? Or grilled chicken and broccoli are extreme and they aren't sustainable, which is why they're at kind of the end of that belt. If you look, if you think about like the pendulum swing, right? Mm-hmm. They're at the end of that because how long, when, you, when you're looking at a pendulum, how long does that ball or does that tick stay at the extreme end of each end of the pendulum? Like oh, a millisecond, <laughs> right? It spends most of his time in the you know, shades of gray. And that's where we have to thrive is in those shades of gray and seeing like, what are our limits? What do we actually believe about food or money in order to start shifting 
I think the conditioning to or the what we've bequeathed. <laughs> yes, yes. God, is that such a weird word? No, <laughs> you're, you're so right. Like, ugh, I mean, so many times, you know, I tell my clients that you're going to go through seasons. Like, uh, you probably experience this with new clients who come on and they're just so excited and so motivated and ready to get going. And it's beautiful. And it's like their their gas tank is full at that point. And after a few weeks, it's like life starts to happen. Like maybe, you know, something happens at work or they just get really busy or they have, you know, family events, weddings, things like that, that come up. And it kind of messes with that energy level because they're so busy and life happens that they start to lose that that motivation that was keeping them going. And so they start to just kind of get discouraged and it, it almost kind of sends you in a backwards direction because you're going so hard and trying so hard to do all of the things. I use an analogy with my clients that, you know, if you're trying to chase three chickens at the same time, you're not going to catch a single one. And so it's important yeah. to take things, you know, one at a time and try and acquire habits and um, patterns and routines one at a time instead of, you know, hitting macros and hitting all of your workouts and doing all these things that are just not realistic for them at the time being. Yeah. And, um, cause eventually that gas tank runs out and it runs low and there are different seasons in your life where you have the, the time and the ability to commit to all of those things. But then there are other seasons in your life where you kind of have to take your foot off the pedal. And so those dichotomies, that belt, those pendulum swings, they're not sustainable. Just like you said, because you, there's just, you're not going to have a consistent schedule and a consistent life to adhere to that extreme that you're setting for yourself. Yeah. And like, I think most of our listeners are well, ama like amazing women, right? Who are just doing a lot of shit. Yeah. Really, when it comes oh down to you. And <laughs> don't have time to dedicate hours and hours and hours to like fitness and fucking meal prep. Also, I don't either. And I'm sure you don't. No, I never meal prep, literally. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> I have found ways to like cheat, quote unquote, the system where mm -hmm. I've just learned how to optimize and like make shit efficient so I don't have to spend all this time doing shit I don't really like. Like, I don't like meal I have to do it. Yeah. Um, I have to make food for myself. So, how can I like make it really easy for myself? And mm -hmm. I think you touched upon a point earlier about like, when your clients come to you and are like, oh, wow, this is like easier than I thought because previously they had done such extremes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I tell them like, okay, we're just going to focus on just your hitting protein this week. That's it. I don't care if you miss your workouts. Like I just want you to hit protein. I just want you to feel yourself in the right way. And they're like, that's all I have to do. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. And it's that feeling of like the not enoughness. They're like, no, yeah. I need to do more. It's like, no, because yeah. you haven't been able to do more. So we're yeah. going to scale you back, girl. And <laughs> one thing at a freaking time, you know, um, and just remembering that like you have to start small and something is better than nothing. It's something I use with my clients all the time. I'm like go for a five minute walk because five minutes is like 500 to a thousand steps. You mm -hmm. know, that a few times you're going to hit your 10K goal of steps for the day. Yeah. So that adds up. And I think it's easy to sometimes, I also, I, I've said this before, but it's like you can often overestimate what you can accomplish in a day and underestimate what you can accomplish in a year. Oh, and so true. That's applicable to, you know, money mindset or weight loss, changing your body. Because yeah. if you think about how wealth accumulates, it's consistency in time. Yeah. If you think about how weight loss happens, it's consistently eating in a deficit over time. 
Yeah. You know, and oh, totally. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Literally the exact same. I, you actually posted on your story. Um, you were like, if you want to grow your wealth, you need to track your income and track your spending. And if you want to, you know, improve your fitness, you have to, and, and fat, you know, achieve fat loss, you have to track your income and your spending calorically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that is so genius. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cause for me, honestly, it was something that I started to realize in the reverse because I've obviously had success with weight loss. I've lost my own 30 pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm doing pretty well on that front. Now I help others do that. So I can successfully, like, I can say, I know how to freaking get you weight loss, change your body, change your mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. But financially that's like you were talking about growing up. That was something that I struggled with because I came from scarcity, not mm-hmm. abundance. Mm-hmm. And once I, and maybe we'll dig into that in a second, but when I realized that all of my actions were done out of fear, right, rather than faith or believing in myself or believing in just the universe and like how things work, right, um, I was operating at this place of kind of sabotaging myself mm-hmm. and like going so extreme or spending money because I was like, oh, I deserve this because I had, because I got a new client, you know, which is so counter to anything I would do in the fat loss space, right? Like if I'm doing well, if I'm crushing my workouts, you know, like would I then just like gorge myself with a bunch of donuts in the past? Yes. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, no, I deserve these results. Like I want to keep going and there's more to acquire. And the same with wealth. It's, you know, if you're saving money, you're saving money. It doesn't mean like, oh, well, now's the time to blow it and buy a huge big screen TV and set up a projector and get myself my new AirPods. And then, you know, it's like, like, yes, I can do that. But do I need to do that right now? Like, mm-hmm. am I, what am I doing it for? Like, what's my intention behind it? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the phrase new levels, new devils, because, mm-hmm. because you are always going to have like those new challenges at every single level. So when you, I always tell my clients, like, there's no finish line. Like you have maybe a weight loss goal or you have maybe a strength goal, but there's like, when you hit that, like, you're not just done. You're like, (laughs) so, so I think there's also that, that, you know, it's like you said before the trophy and the prizes, like you, you run for that finish line. And then when you get there, it's so important to recognize that's not where it ends. And you actually did like do a a beautiful segue into the second commonality that I wrote down, which is scarcity and abundance. And Yeah. So, you know, like I said um, earlier, I've had my fair share of disordered eating in the past. Like when I was in college, I put on an extra 20 pounds, like freshman 15 was the freshman 20 for me. (laughs) And uh, what do we all do when we start to pack on unwanted weight is we start taking things away. We start restricting and saying no to things that we actually want. Like, oh, no wine for me. I'm on a diet or, oh, just a salad for me. I'm getting back into shape. Um, We know how it goes. You purge the pantry of all the junk food. You swear off your social life for however long. Um, (laughs) And that sounds all too familiar with like when we're trying to pinch our budgets. Oh, I've been overspending. I can't go to that concert now. It's too expensive. No eating out for a whole month. I want to hang out with my friends, but I'm broke as a joke right now. Like maybe we can all do something free that doesn't cost money. And so it's like you said, it's operating through scarcity. There's not enough of something. There's one pie and you can only have so much of it. And in a diet place, it's there's there's not enough calories for you to enjoy the foods you want. And in money, it's there's not enough money for you to enjoy the quality of life that you want. And it's all a lie. <laughs> I know. They've been lying to you people. 
<laughs> and like, and you only have to do one thing to, to move from scarcity to abundance. And I think that is to, to educate yourself. Maybe you have a, a different idea, but, but I think it's becoming literate, like that simple. You want to lose a few pounds. That's so easy. Like it seriously is like on an actual factual level, actual factual I'm totally coining that, (laughs) but like it, it really is easy on a factual level. If you know what to do and the easiest way to do it, um, it's the mindset and like the, the habitual blocks that you have to break down. But it's like, some of my clients are just mind blown when it's like, yes, you can have wine at night and still lose weight. You can have bread at dinner and you still lose weight. Like you don't have to do keto. You don't have to fast. Like it's just, it's really actually very easy. Um, I use a, an analogy, like, you know, when your dog starts to, to put on weight, what do you do? You feed it less and walk it more. And it's, it's very similar to people. Mm, but yeah. you probably, I wonder if you hear this all the time. Do you hear the, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. Yeah. I oh, mean, man, <laughs> literally like the world's problem, right? Like we wouldn't <laughs> have obesity if we didn't know the why behind, like why we sabotage, like why yeah. we do this shit, you know? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, obviously that's what I specialize in is mindset is, yeah, I get my clients fat loss results too. That's just a byproduct, but it's mm-hmm. all the mindset shift. It's like, how you think about life is how you're going to live your life. Mm-hmm. So if you live in fear, right, which I consider scarcity fear, you're scared, right? Like you're scared that you're not going to do it. You're either scared of failing or you're scared of succeeding. Like what happens when I do it? Yeah. Am I going to lose it? Is am I, all my friends going to leave me? Like mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And that's how I started out in my journey. Like I was so scared. I mean, I didn't know I was scared, but I was so scared. Now looking back on all the decisions I made and same financially too. Like I used to make decisions because I was like, well, I can't, like, I can't spend that money because like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to have it. Mm-hmm. Or I would just spend money recklessly and be like, eh, I'll figure it out. You know? <laughs> and it was like one extreme or the other. Like I would drop $5,000 on a, on a new coach mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, I'll figure it out. But then I would be like, no, I'm not going to get Starbucks today. I'm being good. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. what? Oh my God. Hell bearing my $5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think like, I think it's just, it's so relatable, right? Like we make these crazy decisions and because we're not looking at like we're looking at a leaf instead yeah. of like the whole forest and yeah. oh. um, I think f- for me and what I talk to my clients a lot about is to shift into a space of abundance just recognizing a place in your life where you have successfully had abundance because you've been conditioned or your parents have taught you those values and you've had success with it so um, you know, maybe it's with going to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Say you're in the gym and you're getting stronger and you're, I use this example of my, um, with one of my clients the other day, actually, and it kind of hit home for mm-hmm. me and her, and maybe it can help everyone listening, but it was like, okay, you go into the gym and you're, you're squatting, right? Let's say you're going to do, um, a squat with a bar in your back. You're going to do a barbell squat. So say you do the bar, right? You're like, oh, I feel so good. And then you, you move up and maybe you're doing 60 pounds, right? After a while, you're going to keep getting stronger and stronger. You're going to put a little bit more weight on the bar. Once you hit a hundred pounds, just say, do you then all of a sudden decide like, oh, actually, you know, I really deserve this today. I'm just going to go back to the bar. Like, mm. no, <laughs> no, ever do that. No one would ever just like be like, yeah, I'm getting really strong. Okay. I'm going to go back down to the weight I used when I first started. 
That's like so what good. the fuck? No, like <laughs> no one does that. So it's like, okay, then why are you doing that for your finances? Or why are you doing that for your cat, like your weight loss? Mm-hmm. Like it's the same, it's the same thing. So I think seeing those parallels is, is super important to being like, wait, no, like there is so much more strength to be achieved or yeah. there is so much more wealth to be achieved. Like the limit does not end. You know, yeah. it's like the mean girls, like the limit does not, the end. limit does not exist. <laughs> and, and it's true. Like there's no ceiling. And I think that we have, we get conditioned in society too, but mm. it's, we just are told there is a ceiling that there is a limit to how much you can have. Oh, if she has, it, then I can't, you know, mm. it's like, no, if she has it, then that means I can do it too. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it serves as a way to expand what's possible rather than using comparison as a place to be like, oh, if she has it, then I can't do it. Or there's already hundreds of health and fitness coaches. I couldn't do it. Well, hello. Like we're both doing it. We're both yeah. successful. There's a bajillion health coaches. And that's why when you get off the highway, there's like five gas stations and they're all thriving, you know? <laughs> not like there's no shortage it's there's just so much there's so much out there and so I think seeing that it's possible for you because if someone else can do it then you can do you know if someone else has achieved those results then you can too rather than oh well they can do it but I'll never be like them you know I'll never get those results and Mm -hmm. like well where your energy is you know you can see how I I talk when I when I say like oh if they can do it I can do it too I get all pumped mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I get all sad when I, when I think about it it's like your energy kind of dictates which direction you want to choose oh my gosh no seriously and I, and I love what you said about the ceiling I actually just had a conversation last week with one of my clients um and she was conditioned that she could not eat over 2000 calories. And even if she actually did during the day, when she would hit that point tracking on an app, she would not track anymore after that because she was like, oh, I know I've gone over like my stop sign limit and now I'm freaking out. Um, And so we've, we've been working really heavily on like just, so I had her, I had her do this exercise and this might sound a little woo woo to people, but I totally believe in it. Um, and creating abundance. I love woo woo. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm like, I used to be the biggest skeptic. Like I was the first person to be skeptic about like the universe and like, me too, like me too. stuff happening. And like, seriously, like when I opened my mind to it, like I've had moments in the past few months where hair has stood up on the back of my neck, like yeah. weird <laughs> stuff. It's so trippy. Um, so I told my client, I was like, okay, I want you to take like four or five sticky notes and I want you to write any number over 2000, but it has to be over 2000. It can't be 2000. It can't be 1900. It's got to be over 2000. So I had her do that. Mm-hmm. And I had her put those sticky notes on her steering wheel, um, on her bathroom mirror, on the wall in front of her toilet. Like I was like, just yeah. anywhere where you can see those numbers, um, yeah. because we were conditioning her to be okay with seeing those numbers. And she wrote in her check-in the other day, she was like, I tracked over 2000 calories and I didn't want to die. It was great. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes, it's working. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what you, what you're kind of talking about too, was like the, the fuck it mentality yeah it's something I use so much to just like connect with my audience and also my my own clients too is like you know we all had those moments and where it's like you do something and then at a certain point you're like ah fuck it you know whether it be like there's like four bites of Ben and Jerry's left and you're like not hungry anymore but you're like ah fuck it I'll just finish it right (laughs) or like you know it's like nah I'm just gonna fuck 
And I think being hyper aware of where you say fuck it or screw it or whatever a phrase you want to use mm-hmm. in your life is going to help you see that, you know, like yeah. where you've created the the limit for yourself. Mm. Because if you think about what fuck it or screw it means, it's really just like, well, I already messed up. Might as well just keep going. Might as well just keep tossing in the towel. <laughs> yes. Like, I use that, that silly analogy of like, if you get a flat tire, do you pop the other three? <laughs> no. <love> that. <laughs> you don't, unless you're a psycho. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's like, like that slippery the- slope. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. so common. Like, you know, if you have like, you know, with my clients or even with myself in the past, like if I had one bad meal or if I missed the gym one time that week, it was just this slippery slope of like, well, I screwed up once, like the rest goes to hell. Like I, you know, what's the point of even continuing? But it's so true. It's like, if you pop a tire, you don't pop the other three, you just fix the one. And that's so, oh, I just love that. Yeah. I think, and I think like to make this relatable to money too, it's like, okay, for for my experience of, you know, financially making stupid decisions, right? Mm. Or you're like, eh, fuck it. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with a big crazy meal, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of like just doing something moderate. Let's just use a silly example. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to like buy myself this like really, really nice dress, even though I don't need it and whatever. And I'll Mm -hmm. figure it out later. Um, And I think that is so easy to do in the moment, right? Because it's like this immediate satisfaction of, Mm. well, I want it, you know, I want it now and that's it. And I think really, truly the key to having success in anything is um, not going to the extremes, of course, but just being super mindful of what is worth it for you. Like, is the dress worth it, right? Or maybe is saving some money so that you can finish paying off your college loans more worth it in that moment? Mm -hmm. And taking a step back to like pause, you know, and like breathe and think about the thing. Same as when you're about to eat something that may not be aligned with your goals, it's still important to include those things in your in your diet, right? Or your whatever's in your kitchen, whatever's going in your mouth. But maybe in that moment, you don't actually need it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm, I can have it later. It's like, I don't need this right now. I don't need to buy this dress right now. I can have it later. And almost reminding yourself, kind of going back to the scarcity and abundance, like there's a, there, it will be you'll be able to get that dress later. You know, you'll be able to eat the donut later. It's like, there's no shortage. You could always buy it later, save it for later, put it in your cart, but not buy it and think about it more before you just impulsively like, and God, I was like the (laughs) queen of impulse. Like that was, that's my number one trait where that I've been working on a lot because God, it shows up in every part of my life. Oh yeah. when I see other people being impulsive, it triggers me, which I know I, which means like, okay, I still have to work on that a little bit more. Cause I'm like, Oh God, you know, the yeah. impulsivity. But once you create that space to just actually ask yourself, do I need this? Which is a requirement, right? Mm-hmm. Or do I want this? Which is ego based kind of seeing like, can it wait? Can I wait till later? Do I need it right now? Do I need to spend money on this? Do I need to spend calories on this? Like, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's all about that income and, and, and expenditure. And what, yeah, what you said was like spot on perfect. It's like when we make our decisions based off emotion, emotion, um, that's that actually the last commonality that, that I wrote down was that how you talk to and about 
food and money translates into the actions that you go up, go about in your life. It's, it's not, and not in like a, a weird, like trippy coincidental kind of way, but like how you talk to yourself and what goes through your head Mm. impacts subconsciously the actions and decisions you make in real life. So if we examine it, you know, you know, what we put out into the universe, what we actually say out loud creates a filter and puts up blinders that affect your future based on your actions. So if you're bashing money and food, neither of those things are going to show up positively in your life. You know, like the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And it goes for food and money. Um, you know, I commonly say like saying I'm broke never made anyone rich. Um, people say they want a financially successful life, or they say they want a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, but what they really mean is they want the benefits and ease of having those things without the pain or effort required to create them, without the change. And that's why quick fixes and fad diets um, and impulse spending, you know, why that's so popular is because neither is being celebrated, or well, both are celebrated as being easy and effective, but neither is actually true. You know, like when people say like, I lost 30 pounds in 90 days on Nutrisystem and like, you know, they just, they, they either get, and the diet industry kills me because they are so responsible for, you know, they like just putting these false results on pedestals and, you know, selling things based off of fear. Like, you know, one of my clients sees, um, a naturopath who is just constantly shoving like keto and paleo down her throat. And I am just constantly sending her like science-based resources. Like, you know, your, your, your naturopath is very holistic and this is what she believes and that's her bias. And you need to make your decision based off of what you need in your life and what's going to be sustainable for you and not give everything up just because someone you're talking to has that bias and believes that that's what you need. Um, and like, if, if you've ever gambled, <laughs> we have a, a city here in, in Colorado called Blackhawk. It's like our little gambling city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We took my brother there for his 21st birthday a few weeks ago. <laughs> but <Amazing. laughs> yeah, it was, it was lit. It was so fun. We haven't found him since. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've lost him. We're, we've got p- picked up breadcrumbs from where his location, where about. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we know the feeling of placing a good bet and walking out of the casino with more than you took in. And you're like, wow, that was so easy. Like 20 minutes of roulette just covered my car payment and my phone bill this month. But like how many times do you actually end up getting screwed over when you gamble or you lose more than, than you took in? Um, and so, it, you know, what that teaches us is quick fixes never pay off. You chase the carrot, you maybe get immediate gratification, but there's no long-term ROI. And then we find ourselves in this cycle of looking for the next easy thing and just become victim to constantly starting over. Yeah. Another piece of that, you know, constantly chasing the finish line. And the hard truth is, again, there's no finish line. You don't get a million dollars and you're set for life anymore. Unfortunately, a million dollars doesn't get people as far as it used to. And you don't lose 20 pounds and call it good and revert back to the lifestyle you were previously carrying out that got you to that plus 20 pounds in the first place. But so many people are afraid of that constant work and change, but it's called growing. 
and I saw the best. I saw the, I have to find it and repost it because I saw the best comic strip. It was like two images. It was a caterpillar and a butterfly, like having lunch together or coffee together or something. And the caterpillar was like, wow, you've changed. And the butterfly like sips his coffee and he's like, yeah, we're supposed to. And I was like, oh, oh I, I totally I saw that. that. I was like, I love that. It was so yeah. good. I have to find it. <laughs> it's- it's so true. Like, I think, I mean, you just touched upon so many points that I could dive into, but I think, um, like understanding, right. That when you decide one day that you want to be healthier, right. Or that you want to get wealthier, either one, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I think that finding pleasure in the day to day, like quote unquote mundane, right. Like Mm -hmm. what you do on a day to day basis, um, is just so, so important to telling you if you're actually going to have success on your terms, right? So like, for example, if you're trying to save a thousand dollars, I don't know Mm -hmm. if you make this like super unrealistic plan for yourself, like, okay, I'm going to save a hundred dollars a day, you know, for 10 days and save, save a thousand dollars. Well, that might not be realistic. Um, but you want the money ASAP, right? So you end up bending over backwards and creating this like crapshoot, right? And then maybe you've saved the a thousand dollars, maybe not, maybe you failed in the process of trying to do it. Right. But Mm -hmm. it seems like that goal will never be achievable because you've kind of screwed yourself and you haven't made the real plan, like a, a, a real realistic, actionable, clear plan. Same with weight loss. It's like, okay, if you want to lose 20 pounds, right, that's not going to happen ASAP. So find a way to get to that place. Make it enjoyable because if you don't, the alternative is a quick fix. So mm-hmm. go ahead and do the quick fix, but you know in your heart that if you do a quick fix, which is like, okay, I'm going to drink celery juice, have a green smoothie, and then like only eat grilled chicken and broccoli for dinner. Right, that's not going to last that long. In mm-hmm. fact, think of like how much restriction is in that clean eating, you know, yeah. whatever that means to you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> your, your binge or your overeating episode is going to be so fucking huge. You're going to be shoving your face with cookies, uh, a whole fucking pie. You know, you're going to eat a loaf of bread dry because it's like <gasps> carbs. Yeah. You know, like. You're gonna be eating raw potatoes because you're gonna be like, fuck, I just need the carbs. Dude, yes. You're literally sending me right back to like my binge eating days. I would like yeah. I would I would make myself an entire like box of pancakes and then I'd go to Noodles and Company. I don't do you guys have Noodles and Company out there? No, but I I do know what it is. Oh my god. I would go to Noodles and Company and order two large Wisconsin mac and cheeses for myself because I never let myself have pasta like carbs were the devil and that yeah. was, of course and I, and I tell my clients this like your cravings mean something like you are missing something um yeah. and you just yeah you're gonna go ham and it's just like it's you dig your own grave when you when you do that right. and you set yeah. those really extreme expectations for yourself it's just like you're setting yourself up for failure kid yeah don't do that lady please like learn from us that's psa and i'm sure that everyone listening has also done a quick fix like everyone's Mm. fucking done something because they want quick results oh yeah a a 30 day 30 day reset yeah 30 day detox uh lemon juice detox i heard of did have you heard of the hard-boiled egg diet yeah 
Oh my God. The celery juice. Like it's ridiculous. Right. So it's like, okay, great. You can do it. And I'm sure you can, and I've done it. But then my question for you is what happens after Mm -hmm. literally what happens on day 31? Yep. Oh my God. Well, your pantry suddenly becomes empty and you suddenly now have a food baby the size of nine months twins. (sighs) And you can't poop because you're so constipated from eating so much. Like, you turn your body into a fucking garbage disposal. Yeah, seriously. It's like, no. But but I think, like, kind of going back to your original point about, like, how you talk to money, how you talk to food, um, I think there's something super valuable in the, like, what you say versus what you actually do. Because a lot of us, myself included in the past, I don't know about you, but like, you know what you need to do, right? But you're like, oh, I know what I should do. I just can't do it. Or I know what I have to do. I just can't get myself to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that, you touched upon it really briefly, but part of that is your own beliefs about what you can actually do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. And so if you don't actually believe that you can achieve whatever the thing is, like wealth or the body that you want or meeting the guy of your dreams or, you know, whatever, anything, then you're going to do things to not do it. Like you're going to fuck it up because you're living so unaware and so subconscious that the things that your actions, what you actually do is what you believe that you're worthy of. Like Mm. what you believe in a subconscious level is how you actually act out your life. And which is why, I mean, I I know that you talked about building habits, right? For your clients, Mm -hmm. which is why habits are so important because they operate on a subconscious level. Like you start to automate and then you don't even think about it. You know, like, why do you brush your teeth at night? You just do it. Right. And it's like, oh, why do I save money every month? Oh, I just do it. I automate it. Mm-hmm. Why do I eat in the way that I do? Oh, because I just do it. And when you ask someone why they've had success in a certain area of their life, usually their response is like, oh, I don't know. I just like, I just do it. And I don't really think about it. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> let's back up. You spent a lot of time doing it so much so that now you don't have to think about it. Yeah. Now it just comes natural and it's part of your programming. Yeah. It's like, it's, you have rewired yourself and mm-hmm. Ultimately, if you want success in anything, fat loss, wealth, I mean, God, anything in the entire world, that's what you got to work on is like how that there's not going to be a finish line. Sure. But like, how do you start to build up the habits so that what you should be doing is actually what you do mm-hmm. instead of kind of breaking promises to yourself and being like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Meh. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you never get to the root of what's actually causing you to not do the thing. It could be like a a logistics thing. For me, I just I'll use an example just so people can actually like know what, you know, we're not in like outer space land here. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, I had a really hard time waking up in the morning on time. My like morning routine, I just couldn't get out of bed and I was like, what the hell is going on? So, or for me to get out of bed and do my actual morning routine, I had to look forward to something and I realized like I wasn't looking forward to my morning routine. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing I would do was like check my email. Like that's not fun. <laughs> That would make me want to stay in bed. (laughs) Right, exactly. So what I realized through with help of my own coach is he was helping me see my blind spot, and it was like, oh yeah, I just have to like look forward to something. So now the first thing I do, get up, pee, pour some water on my face, and then I go make coffee. And it's like, yes, I actually look forward to that bait. Right, I have to create some fun 
in order to get out of bed because mm-hmm. my bed is so warm and cozy and I don't want to get <laughs> out ever. But right. like the coffee is also really good. And I do genuinely like I love my mornings with my coffee. Mm-hmm. So that gets me out of bed. And I realized like, okay, that was just purely like some resistance that I couldn't figure out what was stopping me. And, and then I built up a morning routine and then another thing happened. Then I couldn't get out of bed because I was sleeping through my alarm. And I realized, oh shit, I just have to put my alarm across the room in order for me to get out of bed to hear it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there could be a mental resistance or there could be some physical resistance, but figuring out what is actually getting in the way of you doing the thing that you want to do. Because once you can identify the block, you just move it the fuck out of the way and you do the thing. I, I was just literally post, I posted about this yesterday, um, about what I teach my clients, um, five minute actions, you know, something that you can do just in five minutes. It's your like instant go-to when you're not feeling motivated to go to the gym, because I always argue that self-discipline is going to show up when motivation does not. And so you have to have those things in place that you can fall back on. And so whether that five minute action is like turning on a song that just gets you completely moving, or if it's, um, just putting on your shoes, like just putting on your shoes to like get you going yeah. is a five minute thing that can just like start getting you in, in that positive momentum. Um, and I always tell my clients like, you know, we need to have like one workout that you really enjoy that you can fall back on, on days that you just aren't feeling it. Um, and so I have like one workout that I always have my clients do, which is like 300 squats, um, 200 sit-ups, 100 push-ups. When they do that, they usually, they can get it done in less than, depending on their fitness level, like less than 45 minutes, sometimes less than 30 minutes. Um, and that's just a workout super easy. You don't have to think about it too hard or just turn on a yoga flow on YouTube and just freaking move your body. Like doesn't have to be high energy. Like if the energy thing, it's totally, like you said, it's either a mental resistance or it's, physical resistance. Um, mental could be like, you know, I have a client that lives five minutes from her gym, but it's just so hard for her to like get in the car and just go. And so I've told her like, okay, I just want you to go turn your car on. Mm. You don't have to, you don't have to change. You don't have to get good. You just, you just got to turn the car on. And if that doesn't make you want to go to the gym, then we need to find something else, but it's worked. It's worked every single time. She just goes, puts her keys on, turns on the car and she's like, Oh, well now my car is burning. Like I'm burning gas. Like I might as well just go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's where the fuck it actually is a benefit. Yeah. Because you're like in the car, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Positive fuck it. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think there's so much power in the positive fuck it. Like those are the, that's where the good shit happens. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I think, remembering like something is always better than nothing right even if you drive to the gym and you only do five minutes five minutes is better than nothing like who cares right yeah yeah. I love your little five minute action thing I haven't like quite coined that but usually I'm my my thing and most of my clients is just go for a walk it's easy it's accessible there's no resistance you know how to walk you've been doing it since you were born and or basically you know you can see beautiful things you end up maybe like running into someone. I mean, it's great. It's, there's so many benefits to it and Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, you know, you can make it as accessible as you want. Um, and I think really the most important thing is to like change, change your physical state to change your mental state. Oh yeah. So you talked about music and that's so huge for me. Like I dance and dancing for me is like a place to just be in 
just so present in my body and like if I'm having a bad day I'm like oh I just gotta like go and dance and then I end up listening to Missy Elliott and next thing I know I'm like twerking on the floor and I'm like gosh I love my life and I'm like any other problem I had is like doesn't even matter anymore and you just like see perspective thank you Missy Elliott (laughs) oh yeah yeah changing your physical state to change your mental state and it's it becomes a really great cycle when you can see it like that Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I, I argue that those five minute actions are what actually creates consistency because you have that pattern. And so you, uh, you just constantly keep breaking down that, that wall of resistance to the mm-hmm. point where it doesn't exist anymore. Like, you know, I probably like for you as well, I have harder times taking rest days because I just, I love my training program and it's important to me. And I've just made it such a habit in my life that it's harder for me to take rest days. Um, and it's so hard for some of my clients to conceptualize that that can be them like so soon, like they can get there too. Cause right now it just, they have that wall of resistance. That's just like, Oh, it's such a chore. It's not something that they've been used to doing. They either got out of a pattern with it, but it's like, it's so possible. You can so get there. And it starts with like those little things starting small and then growing from there, starting with five minute actions, 10 minute walks, 15 minute lift sessions. Like it's starting small and stacking from there. Yeah. I love that. I think just reducing the barrier to to starting. That's all it is. You know, we create these like lofty ass goals and it's great to think like, oh, we're so ambitious, but it's just, it doesn't, it it works out when it does. And when it doesn't, it really doesn't. Yeah. And I think like when you're in that motivational high, like that's what's on your mind and that's what you're prioritizing. Right. But then like, what happens when life gets in the way? What happens when your dog has to go to the doctor? It's like, what happens when your sister calls and it's like, I need you. My boyfriend broke up with me. You know, it's like, um, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna have to skip my workout. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to also go eat 18 tacos. Like, <laughs> no, like if we just said, okay, when that should happen, just go for a walk instead of saying, fuck it, don't do anything. Then you kind of stop the downward spiral before it even starts. Yeah. And for, for me, and that's kind of like what's gotten me out of that screw it mentality is like, okay, I'm just going to go for a walk. Walks are like my saving grace. And maybe for you, like, that's not your thing. Maybe it's, you know, listening to music or, um, going to the gym, doing small something or doing a yoga flow, or I mean, I got it. It could be coloring in a book. It could be writing anything, anything that's easy, you know, just to change your, okay, I'm having a weird moment here. All right. And I like literally talked to myself. I'm like, okay, Sam, just go for a walk. You're going to be good. The amount of conversations I have with myself. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like naming all these, all these ways in which you're like, oh, okay. This, you know, this little devil's coming back. And then I talk to it. The mm-hmm. name's, name is Phyllis. Someone from the Phyllis. office. Like, Phyllis, <laughs> damn it. You sit down. Sit in the corner. Is Bridget. Mine's Bridget. <laughs> Bridget, sit down. Yep. Shut up. Let's Put your go. hand down. Put your you. hand down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one asked you. <laughs> but I think it's kind of, and I, as you guys can hear, it's like, we kind of just like, don't take it so seriously. You know? Yeah. Just, it's not that serious. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> chill. you're just trying to like lose some weight. It's not like, oh my God, I made a cookie. Oops. It's fine. Like just be nicer to yourself. You know, if your friend, if a friend told you they messed up, what would you do? Yeah. Would you be like, bitch, you suck. You just ate a cookie. Go push. <laughs> like, no, you'd be no. like, it's fine. Just I'll okay, eat some salad later. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give yourself some grace. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, well, Sam, thank you so much for having me. I 
this was awesome. I love this. I laughed. This is the most I've laughed on a podcast episode. Uh, that's the goal. Like, I just want to have fun and podcasting is so fun. <laughs> it so. is so fun. It's like, uh, it's like sometimes I just like talking and having a conversation. Yes. <laughs> this is good. It's, it's a feel it good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully for everyone listening, um, this was super helpful. And uh, Tori, tell everyone where they can find you on um, the interwebs. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you can find me pretty much anywhere if you search The Fit Trials. Um, I'm at The Fit Trials on Instagram. That's where I am most active. Um, but on any platform, if you just search The Fit Trials, you will likely find me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And um, when and you are salty lifts. Yeah. Salty with why? <laughs> it's funny because like, I didn't plan for my Instagram page to become a, like a business. I, I literally started it to document my own weight loss mm-hmm. journey. And then I ended up kind of helping people, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. We, that could be a whole hour episode, <laughs> um, but I never expected to keep that handle because as I started to use it for business, I was like, people are going to think, it sounds like salty lips, you know, and <laughs> salty became an adjective, right? And like, it wasn't an adjective to talk, to be like, oh my God, you're being so salty. That was not a thing in 2011 or whenever I started my page. And, um, and like, so now I'm like, well, I'm stuck with it. You know, I couldn't change it, but I don't want to, cause it's kind of just funny. And oh, um, it's, it's you, it's yours. Yeah, it's exactly. Yours. And it's like, people call me salty. Cause me and one of my best friends name is also Sam. So to distinguish between us, people just call me salty. Cause my last name's Altieri. So Sam Altieri S. I get it. Oh, I see it. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. that. So that's where, that's where it came from. And, uh, it's funny. Cause some people think my first name is salty and, uh, no. <laughs> Just, uh, just like, yep, that's what's on my birth certificate. <laughs> my parents were real creative. My brother's name is Pepper. And <laughs> oh my god, yes, but yeah, salty lips is my handle on Instagram. I'm most, I'm most active there. Um, obviously, my podcast is Balance with Sam, mm-hmm. and then uh, my website, Balance with Sam, everything else is Balance with Sam. Um, mm-hmm. but Instagram is salty lips. <laughs> perfect well everyone thank thank you for having me on yours thank you for coming on mine and hopefully this is the the first of of some other episodes to come in the future i had so much fun seriously i know i did too laughing so much my like you know when your mouth hurts from like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my gosh awesome Well, well thank you again for having me on um, your show. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what everyone thinks. Yeah, me too. Remember to leave written reviews, guys. Let us know what you're thinking about these episodes. Share it with a friend if you've resonated with this podcast and have a great, great, great rest of your day. Woo!